and welcome to another episode of Musing Marauders, a Survivor podcast. Have you missed us? We have missed you. It has been two weeks because of some unfortunate audio technical issues, but we are back. I am your host for this evening, Matt, and I am here with my lovely co-hosts, Mikey and Alejandro. Say hi, Mikey and Alejandro. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so, very quickly, um, let's jump into our what will now be called the Lost episode. Lulu returns back from voting off Sabaya. We were all very sad about that. There is a tribe. What'd you call it? It's not a swap. It's a mix-up? No, it is a swap. It is a tribe. Yeah, oh, it's a tribe swap. It's a tribe swap. Okay. It's not a merge. Yeah. That's what it's yeah. not. It's not a merge. Just feels like swap means you're like trading players, but it's like their whole, it's a, it's a, a jimble jamble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's my word. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, the teams are split. We get one Lulu member on each tribe. Caleb and Emily seem pretty happy about it. And Sean does not seem so happy. Sean has no allies. Well, Sean is at the short end of the stick because he's with four Reba members. So he's like, I don't think this is going to benefit me. Yeah. And Emily is in the middle of a 2-2. Um, which, you know, classically is the position of power, uh, which I was actually mm-hmm. just talking to someone about this. And they were saying, why don't they just vote her off? It's like, well, because if you don't vote her off and you get her to work with you, that means you know what you're doing for two votes instead of just one. It's a game of numbers. So and you have this a golden chance to get another number mm-hmm. um, and someone who's willing to jump. To, uh, they have to. She, she can't vote by herself. I thought about that, too. But then I was like, that really doesn't benefit anyone. Yeah. No. Caleb is being Caleb and is really trying to be super personable. It seems to be working. Uh, Katura is kind of like, I'm going to get Caleb onto my side to get rid of Bruce. <laughs> um, and it seems like everyone is kind of saying, we're going to get Caleb on our side, except for Bruce, who is saying, no, we're staying Bellow strong. <laughs> so we get through that challenge. Caleb does very well for the new Lulu team. The Reba team, which has Emily on it now, does pretty well. Um, and nope, nope, nope. she bellowed. Nope, the Reba Emily is on Bellow, she's on the Bellow tribe, but it's a mix, she's in the true mix up. Yeah, yeah. See, this is what happens when you do a swap. Everything is Jimmy Jangled. Everything is Jimmy Jangled. (laughs) Uh, anyway, the important thing is the new Reba tribe loses. There is a bid for power where the women of the tribe want to work with Sean to get rid of Sifu. It seems like that's what's going to happen. And then at Tribal, Sean tells everyone to vote him out. And that's what happens. At that Tribal, though, they are still debating. You can see the other girls whispering back and forth after they're hearing Sean's plea. And they're like, do we go for Sean or do we stick to the plan and go for Sifu? Yeah, D clearly it wants to get Sifu out at all costs. And like, I actually think it would have been the right move to just keep going with the plan until Sean suck it up. You can go home next week if you really want to. Agreed. So Sean goes home. I'm, I'm so sick of people quitting on this season. Oh, it's very frustrating. God. So it is, but there is a part of me that wonders if this was just a really bungled plan. (laughs) And hear me out. I just feel like there's a lot of things that are like triggering me to think that the idea was is everyone is so convinced that Sifu has an idol. So what better way to prevent him from using his idol than to have someone stand up and say, like, listen, I really want to go home. Like, I just like, please, everyone put my name down. Also, one of you when we were texting about it, 
pointed out like it's his whole thing was I want to go see my husband but like he doesn't get to go see his husband he's going to Ponderosa they don't get to go back home until they're done filming and then D was so adamant to everyone like put Sifu put Sifu and Julie was got up to when she voted she was like I was just told last minute I'm supposed to put Sifu and then the the other thing is why did Sean tell Sifu I'm not the one that put his name down like it's just like there's so many things that I'm like, what the heck happened here? But also, Sean voted for D. And I feel like there's a way to fake saying, I want to go home. I don't feel comfortable and all of this. But then to like cry like that, it seemed very realistic. Yeah. So maybe I'm just trying to like make it so that we haven't had two quitters within the first four episodes. My God, yeah. No, honestly, you had me though. I, I was very much like, yeah, you know, everything you're saying makes a lot of sense. That vote on D though makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. That's, I. he clearly quit. Yeah, because even if he didn't trust the other girls, like he didn't talk with Sifu about who to vote for anyway, because Sifu was going to vote for him regardless. So like... I feel like that that's yeah. kind of the telltale sign of that. But also, the other annoying thing, and we can use this as a seg into the current episode, um, is that they he told Sifu he didn't vote for him. It's like, bitch, you quit the game. You stop playing any gameplay immediately right there. You have no right <laughs> to say anything, to cause any drama. Like, no, you forfeited your right to play this game. Yeah. That is so disruptive to the game where I almost feel like it is a thing that should be banned outright. If you quit, which he did, even by assistance, you should immediately have a gag order. Like, you cannot say another word. So we jump back into their tribe right afterward. And I only bring this up because Sifu immediately tells them that Sean told him that he did not put his name down. Sifu, this whole episode... I was like, you're right on the edge of being someone who I think is playing a good game. And I can't quite figure out what for me is not clicking. Because, like, my first thought is, why did he tell him? You know, I've been saying this this whole season of keeping knowledge to yourself can be very powerful. And you've started this whole witch hunt of who wrote my name down. And later on in the episode, he starts playing with the I have an idol. You all know I have an idol, which... I, I don't know. I, I, I've talked myself out of it. Sifu's not a good player to me. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think he's a good player at all. And the fact that he didn't snuff out any possibility that they were planning to vote for him anyway on that last one, like, I just don't think that that group of girls think they're particularly stealthy. So I just feel like he would have picked up on something. The fact that he was so shocked. I, I think he's very aloof. I think this leads into why he thinks Jay was the one who voted for him because she's more free spirit. So she's like, yeah, I didn't. It's hard to trust a free spirit at face value because you're like, are they saying this to cover up or is this how they always say something? And she's just yeah. not giving as much because she's like, it doesn't matter. Let's move past it more so than D who's freaking out about it and Mama Jay who's just like, I was so shocked by everything where it's like, if you had a good sense of your tribe at least and of the three other women on your tribe, you would see that D is a little bit more of the uh, strategic and conniving player. So you would kind of sense that, but because he did the weird Tai Chi metaphor threat to Jay, it seems like he's just so oblivious, as you said. Speaking of D really quickly, you're saying D is kind of the strategic player. I So later in the episode, she tells Julie, because there's this whole plan of we're going to 
put J forward as a fake vote. So Sifu is on our side, thinks we're all voting J, and then he won't play his idol, which, you know, spoilers, he doesn't have an idol. And then D just decides, well, maybe we should get rid of J. And her reasoning being, J is just a vote. She's not really making any moves, which to me is, that's the perfect person you want on your alliance. I, I don't understand D's game here. I don't know what she's doing. I didn't say she was smart strategically. She's just being strategic in her own way. And I think it's that sense of survivor um, inertia where it's like, okay, great. I've been idle for so long. Let me just do something else now. I thought the reason why she was going to, that was her plan was because she didn't think that their plan of putting up Jay as like, oh, I'm on the outs. Cause that was their part of their plan was Jay's going to go to Sifu and say, I'm on the outs. Like I will vote however you want me to. And that D was just like, this plan isn't going to work. Why don't we just vote Jay? And so then we're not like, so that then it's not like, oh, we blind tried to blindside Sifu and then it failed. And then he's got that on us. Like, I, I thought that's where she was coming from, and I didn't hate it. I must have missed that. I thought it was just a D in the moment decided maybe we just get rid of Jay because that's the better move. Um, I. It's so funny. The way that this team is acting about idols kind of reminds me of old school Survivor. Like, I feel like this was kind of the mentality of, like, a idol is a live grenade. And it can go off at any point, and we need to flush yeah. it immediately, which is great. I appreciate it. I just don't think they're thinking anything through. Like, if Sifu has an idol, he's going to play it next round. It doesn't matter how comfortable you make him. His name has come up. Um, I don't – obviously, he doesn't have one, so it doesn't matter. But then Sifu, on the flip side – this whole time denying he has an idol, the second his name comes up, it's like, well, you know, I have that idol. I want to believe if I was on that tribe, I'd immediately go, okay, well, he has nothing. Now, yeah. who knows real life what that feels like. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the drama with Reba. Did you guys notice we had a lot of inter-tribe drama before anything really happened this episode? I it was a bit long. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit long for me. Yeah. Agreed. I have been praising the 90 minute episodes this season, but this episode I just felt like okay, I feel like these tribals are going to be pretty straightforward, so now they're just padding these episodes with information and tribe life. Where I'm like, well, now I'm not. And again, I'm coming off of uh a disappointment of a quit last episode. So I'm like, well, where's the fucking strategy and the gameplay now? It's like, what, what is happening anymore? Like, I want passion, more passion, more energy, more more passion, more passion. (laughs) That's what I want. Now. uh, So I am watching amazing race, which is right after this. And they're also doing these supersized episodes and it's working on amazing race because that show is just, it's so fast paced. Yeah. I think that this is suffering from what I've talked about, what happens with Housewives or Bravo shows when they do supersized episodes is sometimes they really work and sometimes it's like, hmm, this didn't need to be a supersized episode. So I think that sometimes like they just need to pick and choose. Like if they pick, you know, half the episodes of the season are going to be supersized, half of them aren't, and we're going to just make sure that we load the content in those supersized ones. I think that's the better route to go. It's just, it's too long to try to put, like, I don't need to watch Bello talk about how they're hungry and Kendra's weird. I think it's going to be more beneficial then once we get to the merge, because then we're going to have to figure out the new dynamics with all of that. But at this point, if we're going from swap 
regular episode and spoiler alert next week we see that they merge where you're like okay great the 90 minute episode will be good then and i feel like the anticipation of of your right mikey going to a 60 minute episode for this where it was just seemed to be a lot of filler to then go back to this 90 minute like oh no it's Mm -hmm. a big moment it's the merge episode and alejandro has it traditionally been i thought that they always did a challenge like a a challenge a reward challenge and an immunity challenge or is that always been we don't do that until we go to merge? You are correct. There used to be more reward challenges during the tribal portion. And I think that's just because of, of time. But if but we but again, we're now they're giving us an extra thirty minutes, so why yeah. not give us the reward challenge and the immunity challenge? Agreed. It's not even just the tribe dynamics are already set. It's that two thirds of the strategy that's happening isn't actually real. Because they're not going to be going to tribal. So I think you're right. Once we get to the merge and everyone's hunches, everyone's fears, everyone's potential alliances that are being made are going to come into play that episode, it is interesting. But right now, like you were saying, we saw um, Bello, you know, we see Emily's in the middle and that did come into play. So great. That's helpful. But Reba having some fears about Sifu doesn't really matter yet. And it's not that important, and it's probably going to be the exact same story we get next week. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of what's going on with Reba and Bello before the challenge. Um, what did we learn anything about Lulu really? So we talked a lot about Jake, and I actually this was the one like backstory that I actually liked because he had another episode, and so he's just starting to get really worried that he's going to be pulled. Mm-hmm. And I'm just starting to really fall in love with this guy. Agree. I really am. I like first of all the fact that he lost a ton of weight, um, and that he opens up about having an eating disorder, and he's wearing pizza socks. I want to throw that out. <sighs> I loved his little pizza socks, um, and. He, he said, I'm a survivor and I'm going to survive. And I was like, that's like, like, that's his mantra for life. And now he's, I'm just like, oh, I love this guy so much. He seems so lovable and he's such a hard worker and he's so passionate about being here, which I think coming off of the second person quitting, hearing someone talk about just how much they want to be there. Yes. Um, You know, so that's, that was one piece of the fluff that we got that I was like okay I, I'm glad that we saw this also I Mikey you might want to plug your ears for this one but also someone spent a lot of time editing Jake's you know previously seen be real we got the music behind his confessional someone put a lot of time in that I think Jake is going to go really far because like someone's putting effort and money into making sure we get to know him. Well, that can work. It, it could be the opposite sometimes. Listen, I've watched enough reality TV to know that sometimes when you get someone's sob story, like there was a part of me that was like, uh oh, is Jake about to be today? eliminated? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it does go both ways. <laughs> we we got Sean's backstory right before he quit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it, this was a thing on Top Chef forever. Like, they did this all the time. Was the day that you found out all the backstory about someone was always the day they left. <laughs> yeah. Always. Because they have to make you care. Anything else with Lulu? We kind of saw Caleb and Katura strengthen their bonds a little bit. It seems like, at least from what we're being shown, that Bruce is starting to rub Caleb the wrong way as well. Um, which granted, like some of the things he was saying to Caleb, I'm like, that would annoy me yeah. as well. Like telling me like, don't stop, don't stop. Like, I'd be like, whoa, dude, I need you to back away for a moment. Um, but also we had that moment with Katura where she started looking for an idol and pretended that she wasn't, but That's everyone saw it. And yeah. Kelly and Kelly said she gets messy. Like Katura's sloppy. 
Um, but she's sticking with her because they have that like fellow strong sort of alliance. Um, so yeah, that was some, those were some interesting moments on Lulu. It's interesting because it also solidifies how Caleb is bonding with everyone in the tribe because that catching Katura starts the montage of Caleb then saying the one-on-ones with everyone else. And you're like, Oh, okay, Caleb, I see what you're doing. We also found out that apparently Kelly is the like, she is the golden goose on this tribe. Yes, Everyone yeah. wants to work with her. They see her as being the strongest player. Um, and everyone's just really vying for her Which allegiance. I had an interesting thought of because I don't know if I, I mean, I completely agree with what Caleb is doing where he asked everyone and they're like, well, you'd have to get close to Kelly. You have to get close to Kelly. But if everyone is saying that, but they're also saying they're close with you, I feel like that is a good way to try and strategize to get Kelly out. Then obviously he can't do that because then they just turn around and vote him out. But like, I'm surprised we didn't get a a confessional of him being like, yes, I want to get with her, but I know she's going to be a threat. If everyone else is saying that she's the person to talk to or get close to. I'm, a little shook because while you might have thought that, that's what I said to you while we were watching it. Um, and it's fine. <laughs> Two people can have the same idea. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I agree. I did have that thought of, well, then turn this on Kelly. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, it's early also. Who knows? Maybe they feel really comfortable on Lulu of like, we're going to be okay with challenges for a little bit. And maybe there's like, they don't want to rock the boat yet. Yeah. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah, I feel comfortable moving on to challenge if you guys do. Yeah, I don't think there was. I mean, we kind of saw the a little bit more bellow um, of like the Brando tried to make an alliance with Drew. He tried to make the nerd alliance. With Emily in the background also while they're trying to form this alliance. And Emily's just sitting there like, okay, hi. Emily's literally, I <laughs> listen, I let me tell you. Is Emily getting the best redemption edit of all time? Yes. Possibly. Mm-hmm. But I will say, there's one thing that this girl is very, very good at, and it is adapting. She, I've never seen someone switch up their entire game so hard like she is doing right now, and yeah. she's doing a really good job at it. You want to hear a perfect example of it that I clocked? That's literally like, first time Emily was asked about aliens. Her answer on original Lulu was, I've just never thought about it. Now, aliens come up and Emily goes, you know, they say, do who here believes in aliens? And Emily immediately goes, I do. Like, (laughs) I love it. Like, clearly not true. But Emily is just going, I'm going to adapt. I'm going to be one of this team. And if we all need to talk about aliens, sure. Let's talk about aliens. I'm surprised she didn't just say, I think they made the pyramids. I'm I'm pretty sure they made the pyramids. (laughs) (laughs) She's listen, you got to you got to you have to give credit where credit is due. She is she's playing yeah. a really good game right now. 100%. Now it's the it's the game she has to if she's not playing this game, she's leaving, but like I think she's she's going to stay much longer than I thought she was going to if she keeps this up. Yep. Now we will see because next week is merge. Mm-hmm. How is that going to affect it when Caleb and Emily come back together when there is a few there's a few different sides of what is Emily's story because you have two people who experienced it and can talk to each other. Uh, we'll see. But I, I don't think it's going to be a, a kiss of death for Emily immediately to go to merge. But I am curious to see how it plays out. For sure. Cool. 
So jumping to our challenge. Um, oh, Jesus. I remember the components kind of separately, but do not remember the flow. Does anyone remember? I can tell you. It's an obstacle course. The whole goal is they have to go up and down this large thing to get the keys. Um, and once and three people have to get three keys. Once all the keys have been brought back, then one person uses a hook to release a bunch of these little sandbags. They have to get all the sandbags into the bucket. And then three people have to chuck sandbags at these targets and get all three of them down. The first two teams get immunity as well as the first team gets a 10 fish as well as cooking supplies and the second team gets a gets five whole fish i don't know if cooking supplies came with that but they were excited about five fish anyway (laughs) you know one thing i really missed from this reward i don't remember what season it was but i remember there was a season where they won it was when they got their fishing gears reward and there was like a person from like the Mm. local indigenous community who would teach them how to use these supplies and I was like ah that's awesome I miss that I miss that sort of like you don't know how to fish we'll teach you we'll teach you here on Survivor yeah I saw someone um, a former contestant I don't remember who it was that was talking about the useless stuff that you that they get and they said actually fishing supplies is at the top because you're so tired and you have so little energy that the last thing you want to do is actually go out and fish. And so they said they, whoever this was, they won their fishing gear like, like within the first couple days and they like barely ever used it because they were just so tired. Yeah. You got to save that energy for challenges though. I imagine part of that too is like if you're given a Hawaiian sling and have no idea how to use it. For sure. Like, yeah, I'm For not sure. going to go waste my time with this. <laughs> but if someone taught you how to fish and was like, oh, look at this beach. This area over here is really good for fishing. You would use these things. Like, I hear what you're saying. I just think yeah. part of that is just, you know, you can read all you want about how to fish on like a, <laughs> on a different style, but without doing it, it's very different. For um, sure. Cool. So, challenge goes pretty well i mean it feels like everyone's kind of neck and neck until the end mm-hmm. um and what was the what was the point that really threw because they got behind well bella just got behind during the gathering of the key things the other two tribes got very lucky because of the nine bags only one of them released the thing to free the hook and the other two tribes got it very quickly yeah julie got it on the first bag which yeah. is awesome they you know they got to the target shooting and it went pretty much like it always does, where people dial in a little bit and then get it eventually. Yeah. But Austin couldn't get it. Austin could not get that. He had to, he was like, Kendra, tap in. And he couldn't get it, which is the first time we've seen Austin not particularly excel in yeah. a physical challenge. So. Yeah. I mean, he did pretty well through the rest of it. I mean, yeah. I, it's, he did. it's one of those things where I'm like, does it really matter if that wasn't his thing? Also, if it was me and you knew you were going to lose and you're kind of just like, I need someone else to get their hands on this so that it's not entirely just I couldn't. That's valid. That's very valid. I agree. I agree. Uh, We forgot to mention that uh, Emily and Kelly were the sit outs for this and Kelly was none none too pleased about being the sit out. We get to the end and Bello is our loser. Um, Mm -hmm. Reba won. Lulu second. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bello came in third. Um, And then Reba gets to send one person from their tribe and then one person from each other tribe to the island where we previously had the, um, how would you call it? Well, it's a journey. <laughs> the journey, yeah, yeah. So we get Kelly, we get Austin. And Jay. And Jay. And Jay, thank you. 
And they do their hike. They're not happy about their hike. They're all tired. And they get there and it is have a sandwich and what looks like juice or get a amulet advantage that gets more powerful with the less people are in. I think, and I said this to Alejandro, Austin really wants the sandwich, which I th- I'm like, yeah, I eat the sandwich. Kelly is kind of on the fence and Jay is like, I want this advantage. Watching that, I went, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Austin is feeling like he's in a good position in his tribe. He already has advantages. The thing he wants right now is more energy to compete harder. Kelly is also in a pretty good position on her tribe. She could probably take or leave the advantage, although she doesn't have one. And Jay is floundering around and sees an advantage and says, yes, I want that, please. I think these um, advantages, they get more powerful when there's less of them. And Austin said it. They are almost a disadvantage. It puts a target on your back. It makes you more valuable to be out of the game than in the game to certain people. Yeah. And I I thought it was very interesting that Austin, too, at the end, like, Jay, and I don't know how Kelly felt about this. We didn't really get her opinion on it. But Jay was very much like, we'll just make a pact. Like, we'll just, like, we're all going to use it, you know, at when there's seven people left. And Austin immediately is like, no, I'm you. I'm going to now like do everything I can to get both of you out. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's also very reminiscent to the one of the reasons why they chose Austin to go on the journey anyway was because they're like, oh, he's an old Reba. We can get information. And he's like, no, it's why would you say that out? I know. Right. That's what you wanted. Why would you announce that? But also, too, what's interesting about they sent Jay. Oh, well, they they played rock, paper, scissors yeah. to, to pick. But one of the interesting things is that Jay is Jay and Sifu are the two that are on the outs of that Reba tribe. Like, they are not part of that four-person alliance. So they sent someone that I'm sure the, the other two were like, well, I really wish it was one of us going because then they could actually maybe do a little bit more strategizing with Austin. But... Austin is a smarter player than I thought he would be. Yeah. He's said some really clever things that really show he is thinking about strategy in a way that is not. He's thinking at it in terms of chess, not checkers, Mm -hmm. which I definitely thought he was going to be more of a checkers player. Yeah. So they return. um, They side with their amulet advantages. They take them back. Austin starts lying to the tribe, tells them pretty much what happened, but threw on a contingency of, we had to do this challenge to get the immunity and we didn't get it. And I was screaming at the TV when he's telling Drew, fucking tell Emily. He was. Tell Emily, for the love of God, (laughs) tell Emily. (laughs) Um, And thank God they decided to tell her. Because I think if they hadn't and she found out, that would have been it. She does not like to be lied to yeah i well you forgot a very key piece of this bellow tribe is that they decided they were going to do an organized scramble (laughs) which i was like oh how dignified (laughs) i have never seen a strategy session like this it felt very survivor amateur it reminds me of when i play the fan games where you literally only have like 10 or 15 minutes to strategize and you go quick you just tell everyone the facts straight up rather than keep to yourself and try and be secret and maybe that could be um how the edit is now that we have more time we're seeing more things but even on other seasons like you don't see them talk to another person and say oh this person told me this is this true or not we normally just see the end of the conversation so we as an a viewer are left in the dark. Also, I don't think Brando knew what he was doing. I like this was so messy. Yeah. 
<laughs> and that's why I think Emily saw, I, I think Emily was just like, what, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is happening? Um, and I think she was, I think it was smart for her to just go to Drew and say, I don't know, this isn't ringing true to me. Um, because I think that was able, they were able to get back on the right track. And I'm glad that she actually went with Austin and, uh, Austin and Brando. Dr- Drew. Oh my God, Drew! Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Austin and Drew, because I think that's a better a better uh, alliance for her. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a bit it was a bit silly. The whole thing was a bit silly. Yeah, it just also felt... convinced she doesn't know Brando's name because she kept saying Brando <laughs> every single time. Oh Brando! Oh Brando! Brando! I'm really happy she went with Austin and I, I guess we're just jumping ahead to. Uh, well, there wasn't much strategizing other than yeah. Brando came up with this idea. She talked to Drew. He said no. Then Austin came back. Then they were like, okay, let's tell her the truth. I have this. She's like, okay, great. You've got my trust. And then it was just filler to make us believe that, oh, where's she going to go? Yeah. <laughs> and then Emily, tribal. Emily had the funniest line, though, when she was doing one of her confessionals. She just looked at the camera. She went, I want this tribal council to go away. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she has had it and is tired of it. Emily, Austin, and Drew all voted for Brando. Kelly seemed very shocked. Kendra. Kendra. Kendra seemed very shocked. But also, too, it's important to mention that Austin had to use his um, his save a vote or restore a vote because he is still uh, goodwill on. advantage. Goodwill advantage. His goodwill yeah. advantage because he still does not have a vote because he just keeps strengthening his idol, um, which thank goodness he had that. And there was a chance that Drew could have just used his what is this advantage called again? The get up and leave. Oh, advantage. safety without power. Safe yeah, so that one. Like he could have used that and he decided not to, which ended up working for him. But yeah. So yeah, just wanted well, to mention because that. they knew they knew yeah. they had the numbers. That's that's all. It's what you were saying earlier. It felt a little bit like um, like an at home survivor game that happens very quickly. I really felt like all the drama we were seeing was just to make us think there was any sort of doubt in who was going home. And I think once Austin and Drew and, and Emily had that conversation of here's mm-hmm. my advantage. Mm-hmm. That was that. Um, interestingly, though, a few episodes ago, we talked about how Emily wasn't the best at hiding her feelings and i think we can now say that's not true oh yeah with how strongly kendra was completely blindsided well that's listen she's she's a chameleon right now like (laughs) she is she is just playing and however she has to and i think that when she talked when she stepped in um and she says because at one point i don't remember who was saying oh it was drew drew was like you know this isn't just playing chess or something like and i'm t- taking a chess piece off the board like this these are real people emily immediately pipes in and she goes i have to disagree with that like we know what we signed up for like this is the game we knew we were going to have to vote people out we knew we were probably going to make friends and i think that that's a real insight into how her mind works and she talks about analytics and that like you know so yeah i think that she's i think she's leaning into that strength a little bit more I think she's looking at it that way of like this is a really strong skill set that I have of seeing big picture and I need to be focusing on that instead of the like crazy like be the boss be pushy be like the smartest one in the room that's my little bit of my take on where she's at no I think that's a a hundred percent valid take and I'm feeling the same way like I 
am loving this arc that she is going on this season. Like from first impressions to now, I'm just like, oh, Emily, I want to see her go far of everyone else now in the cast. I'm just like, I want to see what you do later on in this game and how how you use things to your advantage or how you hide like she's one of the more interesting players that i really want to see what she does next in this game i mean granted we've gotten a lot of time with her now and screen time with her because lulu (laughs) was uh, going to tribal a lot but i'm like this shift in personality is phenomenal and she mm-hmm. if she can go far i think she will be considered a, a survivor all-star whether or not she wins yeah. or not oh hell yeah. yeah yeah i think she should be yeah uh also i don't know if any of you noticed but kendra is like slowly turning more and more into like kooky drew barrymore with yeah every I... single frame i'm like oh my gosh this woman like i honestly she actually seems cool as fuck like i like i she would be like a really fun person to like go get a drink with and hang out with but she, she's she's losing her mind i was going to i was going to bring that up when something else we wanted to talk about it was Kendra's reaction, I forget what it was where like maybe somebody put her name out or something and she was reacting to it. She's like, oh, that makes me feral, makes me like a rat, makes me want to go like, oh my God. (laughs) Okay. It definitely was a cat and she hissed, but I like that in your brain it was a rat and she made chewing noises. Um, Oh yeah. We didn't talk about Kendra tried to eat a worm. Oh Um, yeah. Well, she didn't try. She didn't even chew. She put the worm in her mouth and put water and then tried to swallow. So it's course it's going to wriggle and not want to go down. And she's like, it wouldn't go down. It wouldn't go down. It's like, bitch, you got to bite that worm. (laughs) But she used to be a friend to the worms. She used to save the worm. Oh, yeah. (sighs) I just don't like, honestly, if it's that much emotional trial for you, don't eat the worm. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. that many calories. It's not really that big a deal. Well, also in her confessional, she was talking about, it's like, the same thing, the emotional balance of, like, do I do it? Do I not? Do I? Do I not? Like, then just don't. Don't eat the worm. No one else wanted to eat the worm either, so why did you have to be the one to eat it, Kendra? <laughs> I'm assuming their fishing gear has bait, but if not, use the worm. That's true. Oh. That's true. Yeah. I want to pose a question to all of y'all as we're going into we've saw next week we merge will be happening um alejandra and i's picks for soul survivor have both been eliminated so i wanted to propose that if we want to we all pick a new candidate for soul survivor and mikey you could repick if you wanted to although i think you're pretty happy with your pick i mean i'm i would still love to see mama julie win but we just haven't seen a lot of mama julie so i don't know but maybe they're doing that on purpose like you know sometimes we have seasons where all of a sudden someone comes out like post merge and they're clearly the winner um but i have to say i really feel like a part of me really wants to like be crazy and say emily's gonna win it all because i'm right yeah right <laughs> I think it's Emily or Kelly. Like the, those are my two that I'm like, okay, these feel like winners to me. Um but you know what? My pick is still in. It's still in. So I'm going to keep I'm going to stay strong with Mama Julie and and maybe she'll she'll come out of nowhere. Alejandro? Oh, I don't know. Cuz I I mean, I had Mama Julie as my second pick. Uh so I all I'm already rooting for her. But, I mean, I also want to lean to Emily as well. But then, 
I, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. Off the top of my head right now, I don't want to do the obvious choice of Kelly. So I kind of want to say Jake. For funsies, I'm going to say Jake now. So I'm going to go with my number two, who is Austin. Not for mm-hmm. any reason. I just would like to see Austin win. I think he would do well. So I, I was going to say the other one that I could see going all the way is Austin. I think he's very strategic. And he also, like, he can win. When we start getting to individual challenges, yeah. he could win a bunch of them. Yeah. And I could see Austin cutting Drew when necessary. Yep. Oh, yeah. Cool. So that was this week's episode. I We will see y'all next week. Any closing words for anyone? Before? See you next week. <laughs> Yes, see you next week. Hopefully there are no quitters, because if you are a quitter, I will hate you. Or if you quit, shut the fuck up about the game. (laughs) You heard it first here, folks. Uh, Alejandro, not a fan of quitters. Thank you for listening to another episode of Musing Marauders. We will see you back next week, and... Sayonara, Stay tuned. <laughs> Sayonara. Bye bye. The tribe has spoken. <laughs>